0: My name is Atos Rajadini. I'm the Dean of the Charles D. Schmidt College of Science at Florida Atlantic University. And today I have with me Dr. Greg Fields. He's the Chair of our Department of Chemistry and Professor of Chemistry at Florida Atlantic University. This is a continuation of our series of Ask a Scientist, where I interview and speak with our scientific researchers in the College of Science and talk about their research and their work. But before I do that, I'd like to remind the listeners about the scientific method. We've covered this in each of the podcasts in the past, but as a reminder, the scientific method is a tool that we use to better understand the natural world, and it's composed of three parts. You make an observation of what you're trying to study. You try to explain the observation with a theory or hypothesis, and every good theory or hypothesis makes a prediction, and those predictions can then be tested with the observations to see if they're true If they come true, then the prediction is correct, the theory is probably correct, and we can move on. If they don't, then we have to go back and modify the theory or explanation to make a better prediction so that the observations can be better understood. That's the process. To begin with today with Dr. Fields, I'd like to have him tell us about his research in the area of cancer. Greg? So what my group
1: is interested in is studying the progression of cancer. Now, cancer is broadly defined as the uncontrolled growth of abnormal cells. In the process of this growth, cancer will spread, and this is considered the deadliest aspect of the disease, often referred to as metastasis. So what my group is interested in is understanding how tumor cells spread. In order to spread, they use something called proteases. These are proteins that cleave other proteins. Where we are involved is looking at what are the proteases that tumor cells use in the spreading process, and also can we develop potential therapeutic agents to stop that spread of of cancer.
0: And how do you actually study these proteases? How do you know they they exist, and how do you characterize them? So the way we study them is initially in isolation. There are a
1: family of proteases that we're particularly interested in. So first we look at their behaviors, and try to develop what we call probes. And these probes would allow us to uh, then identify the protease in a natural environment. So initially, we start with an isolated protease. We then will take a probe we've developed against that protease and apply it in a more natural system. For example, it may be a culture of tumor cells. It may be a more complex environment that models a tumor environment or it may be an animal model of a particular cancer.
0: Greg, earlier we spoke about just how broad the word cancer is. And that's part of the challenge of treating the disease is that the word refers to a variety of different types of cells that grow uncontrollably. I think the listeners would be interested in knowing what cancer actually means and how it's different in the different types of cancer. So... Cancer,
1: as I mentioned earlier, is a very broad term, as you alluded to. It just refers to the uncontrolled growth of abnormal cells. But when we get down to individual cancers, they behave very differently. And there's two examples I can give along these lines. One is that if we compare pancreatic cancer to melanoma. Now, these are both tumors where there is uncontrolled growth. However, if we look at what drives that uncontrolled growth. It's a different mutation of a gene in pancreatic cancer versus the gene that's mutated in melanoma. So those are really very distinct diseases even though they're both called cancer. The second one that I refer to is breast cancer and very often people hear the term triple negative breast cancer without really getting into the detail in terms of what that means. Well, breast cancer can be classified based on certain proteins that are on the surface of the breast cancer cell. And depending upon which protein is there, the treatment is very different. Triple negative breast cancer just refers to the fact that three proteins that are often found on the surface of breast cancer are not present in that particular breast cancer. So these different forms, even within one type of cancer,
0: will result in different approaches to treat the disease. In the previous segments of Ask a Scientist, I've made the point of talking about how science evolves over time. Our understanding of the natural world changes over time. As we gain more observations and more insight, we're able to change our explanations, our our theories, and improve them over time. I think our listeners would like to know, in the case of cancer treatment, and your work in particular, how has our understanding of cancer itself changed or hopefully improved over time to help us better treat it as it happens in people? So initially,
1: when they talk about the pillars of cancer treatment, there were a few pillars which were felt this would be the most effective way to treat all cancers. And those are surgery, radiation, and chemotherapy. And we learned over time that cancer is a much more complex environment than we initially thought it was. So. Subsequent treatments have evolved, which deal with that complexity, and those fall under what's called targeted treatment and also immunotherapy. And these treatments take advantage of very specific behaviors of cancer cells, as opposed to just trying to differentiate the uncontrolled growth of cancer cells, which is something that chemotherapy was based on. So more and more, we're seeing advances in the latter two areas, targeted approaches, as well as immunotherapy. Now, my research is based on targeted approaches. As I mentioned earlier, we're going after certain proteases that allow tumor cells to spread. We've identified some that we feel are quite important in the spreading process
0: and have designed agents to inhibit their activity. The scientific method, by its very nature, is very uh, much a pure science process. And I like that you have taken your research now into the applied realm. I'd like to hear how you have moved in your own research from the pure research, the pure science side, to the applied science side, and how you are seeking to take your pure research and apply it to the everyday problem, if you will, of cancer and curing it. So in this family of proteases I mentioned,
1: I'll be a little bit more specific now. They're referred to as the matrix metalloproteinases, kind of a fancy name for a family of proteases that simply chew up other proteins. One of these family members is called MMP13. And what was observed a number of years ago is that in the disease multiple myeloma, which is a blood cancer, multiple myeloma cells produce a very large amount of MMP13. Now, what multiple myeloma cells will do is they will induce cells referred to as osteoclasts. Those cells are ones that actually start to degrade our bone. Now they're not bad cells because what happens is over time certain parts of our bone need to be turned over. Osteoclasts will turn them over and a cell called an osteoblast will fill in the hole. But what happens in multiple myeloma is they induce the osteoclast to dig the hole but then the multiple myeloma cells go to the bone and they metastasize to the bone. And that's where the disease becomes particularly deadly and it's also Incredibly painful for the patient. So as I mentioned, it's been observed for a number of years that multiple myeloma cells produce large amounts of this protease, MMP13. In the course of our research, we designed some very effective inhibitors for this protease, meaning it stops the protease's activity. And we were able to test these inhibitors in preclinical models of multiple myeloma. And what we found is that, indeed, by inhibiting that particular protease, we could stop the multiple myeloma cells from metastasizing
0: to the bone. As we wrap up the interview, Greg, I'd like to hear what message you'd like to leave our audience with. What do we hope will happen in the future with this kind of research? And for folks out there that are dealing with different kinds of cancers, what can they expect to happen in the near future in this area? So as we discussed a little earlier, cancer is a very
1: complex disease. And often I know that people hope for the so-called cure for cancer. And, you know, where we get to with this is that the more we understand the disease, the better we can approach it on a more personal level. So in 2005, uh, they started what was called the Cancer Genome Atlas. And the purpose of that was to look at different mutations that occur in cancers on an individual basis. And this is a very important project because now we can look at the profile of a specific patient and say, okay, they may have a certain type of cancer in a very broad sense, but what are the specific gene mutations they have and what are our most effective treatments against those types of mutations? So I think what people have to look forward to in terms of cancer treatments is a focused approach which really deals with individual patients and whatever combination of treatments may go forward, whether it's targeted and immunotherapy or radiation included too, it'll be based on that individual's profile and that will allow for treatments that first of all hopefully are the most effective treatments but also leave the least number of side effects. And I think that's where we, the direction we're moving in, have made some really great strides over the last several years.
0: I'd like to remind the listeners that uh, of the Ask a Scientist episodes that are um, available to this point, most of them have been dealing with pure science topics. And this is the first one in the series that is taking pure science and asking what kind of applications can we, get out of it for uh, addressing everyday problems such as this, this particular disease. I just want to thank Dr. Greg Fields, professor of chemistry at Florida Lake University, for being with us today. Thank you very much, Greg. And thank you.